1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Let's pick up in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. We're still in this series on faith and prayer. And we've been saying the last couple of times together, don't, don't ever worry about having faith again. Just act like it is all so, and it will be so for you. I think a lot of time and efforts wasted people trying to get more faith. Kenneth Hagin used to say, it's not a matter of getting more faith. It's a matter of releasing the faith that you have. Let me give you a quick example. I went to him uh, months ago. And I said, why is it so much easier to believe in money than to believe in a healing? He said, he, he answered immediately. He said, well, that's easy. He said, you're constantly giving into offerings. You're constantly taking action on the word of God in that area. And he said, now on this other side over here on healing, how often are you taking action? And I said, well, give me an example. He said, James is it 5 or 316? 516? 516? Pray one for another that you may be healed. That's why we started praying for each other on Sunday morning. It, but the point is, that's just an illustration. The point is, I can hear one of my fathers in the faith, uh, John Osteen, find ways to take action on the Word of God. You know why the whole Metroplex isn't here tonight? You want to know? Do you know? I know, because we teach taking action on the Word of God. And a one-word description of that is that ugly four-letter word, work. See? In other words, you might have to pray. <laughs> you, you, you might have to read your Bible. <laughs> you, you might have to, you know, not beat your wife. In other words... You, you might have to take action on the Word of God. That's what we teach here. See, you might have to take action on the Word of God to get the benefits of the Word of God. And now, I don't know why this is a mystery. You know, some things just amaze the heck out of me. I've used these illustrations a thousand times. I can know that exercise is good for me, but if I don't take action on that knowledge... That knowledge doesn't do me any good. Uh, I can know that eating certain things is bad for me. But if I don't take action on that knowledge, that knowledge does not do me any good. Well, the same thing works over here in the spiritual realm. So in other words, I can know it. I can know truth from God's word. But if I don't go out here and act like it, if I don't go out here and take action on it, then I am not releasing my faith. So it's not a question of getting more faith. It's a matter of releasing the faith that you have. And that's, that's my strength and my gift. And actually, in, in a kind of a roundabout way, that's what the Holy Week revival is going to be about this year. Uh, go on the strength you have. So it all belongs to you. 
We dealt with this last Wednesday. Don't want to review. Say it out loud. It all belongs to me. So never think of your worthiness, for he is your righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him, say it out loud, in him, in him, him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So I'm not relying on my righteousness. You know, people have complained over the years, well, you know, uh, we're not worthy, we're not righteous. Look, I know what Isaiah says, that our righteousness is as filthy rags. But that doesn't apply because I'm not counting on my righteousness. I'm counting on his righteousness. I'm not counting on my works. I'm counting on his work. You understand? So don't think of your ability because he is your ability. Philippians 4.13, say it out loud. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I, I, and I don't live in a different world than you do. We sat down last Wednesday a week ago today with the architect, and he's telling us what churches cost per foot. And I know what phase two is going to be about in square footage. So, you know, I don't live in a different world than you do. I'm having, I've been walking around for seven days saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Amen. Amen. Uh, so it's not like some of us get a dispensation from the real world. Right? It costs what it costs. Now we just need some God on the situation. Amen. 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 So be bold and begin to walk in the fullness of his marvelous grace. Enjoy your rights and take your place and fill his heart with joy. You know, when in John's gospel, Jesus taught that when we receive answers to our prayer, we bring joy to the heart of the Father. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him. That's with the Father in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms. So think of yourself and picture yourself as seated with him, seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. Begin to live your life boldly, taking the name of Jesus as your weapon. Take your liberty in Christ. And when necessary, say like Paul did in Acts 16, 18. He said to a spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. We don't go around doing this all the time. But on occasion, on occasion, we need to exercise authority over spirits. Hopefully that's not happening every day in your house. Amen. Amen. But on occasion... You know, we need to know that we have that authority. We can use that authority. So how should we praise Father God for this marvelous ability in Christ, which he has given unto us? And the problem, uh, Steve Deese, the radio guy, did a, a meme, I think that was last week, and one was a lion from Africa, and this is what the New Testament church was. And then the, the next picture was the lion from the Wizard of Oz, and that's what the church is. See, in other words, you know, we're not what we ought to be. And, the, and, and we're not what we ought to be because of somebody else. We're not what we ought to be because we're not acting like the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit wanted us to act. You know, we're lions. We're not lambs. Amen. Amen. So we're masters. We're overcomers. We're winners and victors in Christ. We rule and reign with Christ. So stop your trying, stop all the begging, stop all the whining, stop all the crying, stop all the pleading. Uh, all this is for you. It's for you. It's your right. It all belongs to you. Now, 
circumstances. I had a discussion with a man in the church today, you know, and he's talking about people come to Faith Christian Center and they get their miracle and they leave, or they come to Faith Christian Center and in some miscellaneous message they hear something that addresses their issue and they leave. Look, grow up. Circumstances should drive you to God. Circumstances should not drive you away from God. You know, the Bible says, I look under the hills from whence cometh my help. <laughs> You're not going to get help from the world. You're not going to get help from, you know, the bankers. You're not, you're not going to get any help from the system. Uh, so you're going to get, if you're going to get any help, it's going to come from the Lord. But let me ask you this. How can, because you understand, uh, I don't wake up on Sunday morning and say to myself, uh, let me, I'm going to think about, meditate upon how I can offend people today. Uh, but I am, I am completely devoted to preaching what's in this book. And the problem is what's in this book is offensive. And that's why so many churches don't preach the Bible. They don't give you chapter and verse. They give you like one half of one verse and they don't even tell you where it is. Why? Because they've done surveys and people don't like that. They don't want to, they don't want to know where it's from. They don't want to know what's in the Bible. All of that. Look, you know, if you're watching, we, we just met some guys last Wednesday night. We're here from Ireland. God bless you for watching wherever you are in the world. But when you come to Faith Christian Center, we're going to be talking about the Word of God because it's the Word of God that's got the power to save your soul. It's the Word of God that's got the power to heal your body. It's the Word of God that's got the power to put your marriage back together. It's the Word of God that's got the power to set you free from drugs or alcohol or whatever Satan has ensnared you with. And what the heck is the point of holding church without a Bible? That's a Kiwanis club or something. You know, the Rotary Club or whatever. That's not church. That's not church. How can you have church without a Bible? I'm sure if we did, a, you know, if, they, if we submitted to a survey, they'd say, well, they don't like it when you hold your Bible up. Man, this is this is this is my life. This is this this saved me from hell. This I couldn't I could not count how many times I have been healed by the power of God by exercising the principles written down by the Apostle Paul. I could not count how many times I have been healed. I didn't get that by reading the Wall Street Journal. I didn't get that by reading the New York Times. I didn't get that by, you know, listening to your favorite politician. The word, the word, the word. So when you get an answer in a service or sitting at home in the quiet of your house, reading your Bible, when you get an answer, it's going to be from the word of the living God. When you get an answer to know what to do in your home, what to do in your marriage, uh, I'm telling you what. I mean, I've been there a couple of times. I've been there a couple of times. Amen. Uh, tell your neighbor, pastor has had a teenage daughter. So I, I've been there, brother, where you just go to the Lord and you're like, you know, help. Teenage daughter with, you know, question, a questionable friend. And it was a friend at church. 
You know, just because somebody's at church doesn't mean they have a right attitude. That's right. Amen. right? So I've been there. When, when I got married, <laughs> because of the home I grew up in, I didn't know anything about being a husband. Thank God for James Dobson, Dr. James Dobson. And I, when Austin was born, I didn't know anything about being a, not the home I grew up in. Not the home I grew up in. We got every answer from the word of God. And if it was somebody we went to like Dr. James Dobson, well, he's going to point you to scriptures that maybe you, they never caught your attention, but they deal with your situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor your answer is in the word. Tell the neighbor on the other side your answer is in the word. So your answer is the Lord. So when you walk away from a church that teaches and preaches the word of God, you walked away from your answer. And frankly, I don't have any competition. Not anymore. Not anymore. Was it Thomas? Uh, there, something Jesus taught probably about eat my flesh, drink my blood, and he lost a bunch of disciples. And Jesus turn, turned to the, the ones remaining and he said, are you going to leave me too? I think it was Thomas said, well, where are we going to go? You have the words of life. See? And somebody might say, well, you're putting yourself in awful tall cotton. No, I'm not. I'm just standing right here teaching and preaching the word of the living God. Do you understand? So where, where are people going, when they say, I'm out of here. Okay. So let's see. There's the drinking church. There's, you know, in other words, where, where I don't even know. I don't even know what they're talking about because the Bible. Let me tell you what. We think what's going on is a war in Ukraine, and it is. And I feel really bad about that. But there's a war going on right here. And the war going on right here is a war against masculinity. Yes. And the, there's a war going on right here about against family. Yes. And there's a war going on right here against everything in the Word of God. Amen. That's the real war. And that's going to affect you more than something going on halfway around the world. Amen. Anything in here they don't like. So all you ministers that are sitting home in your jammies because you're not working on a Wednesday night teaching and preaching the Word of God, when you submit to the concept that you have to have less word and you have to have a drink in church and all of that stuff to have numbers, you're agreeing to a lie. Sue and I sat in the church the second Sunday of spring break where Derek and Christina go. It's an Assembly of God church. 60,000 members, 11,000 people every Sunday, and he hasn't backed up off anything. Amen. Well, how come we don't have 60,000 members and 11,000 people on Sunday? Because I teach taking action on the Word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? And then also you got the whole city thing versus the rural America thing. Yeah. 
Because city people, you know, that's just a different thing. Amen. So, my point is, it's all for you. But you got to do something with it. I said, it's all for you. And, and it doesn't matter what your thing is, your issue, child rearing, marriage, money, making money, it's all in here. Amen. The problem is, it's not organized. It, you don't go to the back and it says, okay, for child rearing, uh, you know, go to uh, the chapter on child rearing. And if you want to make more money, go to this chapter, it's on making more money. It's not organized because it was written by holy men of old over a span of thousands of years. And a lot of it is storytelling. This king did this. He obeyed God. He was blessed. This king did this. He disobeyed God. His bowels fell out. Uh, you know, so in other words, a lot of it is principles shared by holy men of old as they were moved along by the Holy Spirit that are there for a reason. Because it's sharing a principle with you. Amen. Amen. Here's a quick one, quick example. When you do the annual Bible reading, Israel had some righteous kings, excuse me, Judah had some righteous kings, Israel never had a one, when from the point where they divided off of being one nation. So when you do your annual Bible reading, and you correct me if you find a, an error in my report here. But I think I am 100% accurate because every time I do the annual Bible reading, I look for it. Every time a king was threatened by a foreign power and looked to the Lord, they were saved. And every time a king was threatened by a foreign power and looked to Syria or Egypt or whoever they suffered a defeat. Amen. Well, there's a principle there. And what's the principle? Look to the Lord. When, the, when human resources is coming after you or whatever you have going on, look to the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because when we reach out for the help of man, how many of you know man? <laughs> man's help can be uncertain? Hallelujah. That's a very polite way of describing the last two years. Man's help can be uncertain, amen? But we can count on the Lord. So the, the word of God gives us faith to come boldly to him, and his name assures us that he hears us when we pray. Now let's talk about Satan in the time we have left. Satan's minions are filled. When I say Satan, don't think I'm saying Satan in person. When I say Satan, I'm talking about Satan and his minions, Satan and his followers. Oh my gosh. The Lord's telling me people don't know the basics. There were three archangels, Lucifer, son of the morning. He was the song leader. No offense to song leaders, but that's what he was. And then you had Michael, the man of war, and you had Gabriel. And Satan got the idea in his heart that he was equal to God or greater than God, and he rebelled against God. And because there were three archangels, a third of the angels were under each archangel. 
So when Satan fell, he took his third with him. So these are the forces of evil that we're dealing with. And in the same way that actually you can, you can actually get a, a little better understanding of angels if you think about how demons operate because in Hebrews it says that angels are ministering spirits. See, if I go to a hospital and I'm laying there in a bed, which I have not done since I had my tonsils out when I was, I think, four years old, and I thought it was really great because back in the day, you know, those nurses back then, they looked great and they brought me ice cream every time I complained about my throat hurting. I thought it was a pretty good deal. But anyway, uh, a nurse ministers to you. But when you go out to eat after church tonight and you sit down in a restaurant, I'm not talking about McDonald's. I'm talking about a restaurant. Uh, the, the server ministers for you. They come to you and they say, what would you like to have? You tell them, I want 13 cheeseburgers. Uh, and, and they what? They, they go and they get it. And then they what? They bring it to you. Okay, so angels can influence people for good just like demons can influence people for evil. So when you come to a verse, for example, like Luke 6, 38, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall God cause men, King James says, shall God cause men to give into your bosom. Well, how does that happen? You know, Austin's always reading these testimonies about people got some huge end-of-the-year bonus or they got some big promotion or what. How does this happen? Because angels can influence people for good like demons can influence people for evil. And so you can be praying about a promotion. You could be praying about a bonus. You could be praying about money. And the Lord, in answer to your prayer, dispatches an angel to speak to your boss or to speak to this or to speak to that. And it's, the money comes, it's given into your bosom. Does that make sense? Amen. Satan operates in a very similar fashion with his angels of darkness or demons, and they tempt people. Now, if Satan had the ability to come in the middle of the night and hit you over the head with a baseball bat and throw you into a potato sack and take you off to hell, he would have already done that. So obviously he doesn't have that ability. But the way he influences people for evil is suggestion. And he does this through the mind, the human mind. You're not going to go home tonight and at 11 o'clock at night, doorbell ring and you open the door and there's this uh, Luciferian looking creature, you know, with a red long tail uh, or uh, some kind of witch with a broomstick. It doesn't work like that. Because you would know what that was. So he comes through suggestion. And this is why you ought to go and listen to the power lunch we just did because this is how a lot of bad things happen to some very good people. Because they listen to the wrong voices. They listen 
to the wrong thing. And when, when I say listen to the wrong thing, listen to the wrong thing doesn't have to be some evil, wicked person at work. It could be your drinking buddy. It could be your Facebook buddy. It could be your happy hour clan. It could be, it could be your mom and your dad. And you get tested. We came home from our honeymoon, and uh, you know it was always an issue with my parents. Whose parents didn't care? So we get to my house. You know, we're just stopping by to say, "Hey, how you doing? We're back. We're safe. We made it. You know, no problemo." And uh, you know, my mom says, "Well, come on in and spend the night." No, we're going to go spend the night at Sue's. No, we were going to spend the night at uh, a hotel. Well, that's a waste of money. Yeah, just no, no, we're not doing that. Well, and then then she says, "See, this is what I grew up with. You have no idea." She says, "Well, Jean, you could spend the night here, and Sue could spend the night with her parents." <laughs> and I was not as kind as I could have been, but I told her, I said, "Look, I married this, you know, hot twenty-year-old, and I'm taking her to a motel, and I'm not staying here with you." <laughs> we were married. It was a terrible place. It was just down the road. But, you know, I mean, it was, she was mine, and, you know, I was alone with her. Amen. I want to be with my parents or her parents, you know, God forbid. <laughs> my point is, you're tested all the time. Yes. Tell your neighbor, you're tested all the time. Yes. Tell the neighbor on the other side, you're tested all the time. Yes. See, that's, and that's why, that's why Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. See, it wasn't Peter. Peter was being used. Do you get it? See, that's how demons operate. They don't even have to whisper in your ear. They can whisper in your Facebook buddy's ear. They can whisper in the ears of your parents, or they can whisper in the ears of your in-laws. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Sue put up with all that. My mom only passed away. December of 2020. I've told her repeatedly. I'm, I'm just glad she, she didn't throw me over because of my parents. I mean, they were terrible. They were terrible. They treated her terrible. They did. They did. And she was gracious and kind the whole way through. Love you, darling. Uh, they, they, you know, she was gracious and kind the whole way through. But I'm telling you what, they were terrible people. So you just have to, you got you to gotta have the spiritual smarts to identify voices and to know this voice. I, I can love the person. See, people think that Jesus was angry with Peter. He wasn't angry with Peter. He loved Peter. But he rebuked the devil talking through Peter. Satan, get the behind. Now, we wouldn't talk like that right now in 2022, especially not on the job. <laughs> but you can, you can find yourself a, a bathroom stall or a closet and just say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take authority over this situation. And Satan, I command you to cease and desist these activities through such and such a person. You don't have, now if they like their demon, you can't drive that demon out of that person, but you can prohibit that demon from molesting you through that person. Amen. 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 So our, faith, our fight is a faith fight. See, we're not fighting against people. 
Ephesians 6.12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. All this stuff going on right now, the fight over this law in Florida and Walt Disney and all this, uh, two things to say about that. Number one, this is a spiritual battle. And number two, um, the problem with the problem with standing in the office of prophet is I see it all clearly and I have all these years because I've stood in that office. You know, God's people are, you know, they're, they're like, you know, Festus on Gunsmoke or they're like the deputy on, uh, you know, uh, Mayberry, RFD. You know, they're just clueless. But I've seen it clearly all along. The danger of Disney, the danger of television, the danger of cable TV, the danger of uh, electronic devices, and the fact that you, you could have a child in public school and have a wonderful teacher, but you have to understand the system, the system, the system is evil. So you could have a wonderful Christian in the system. I know that's possible because we have wonderful people in this church who teach in public school. But the system. And they, they want your children. I mean, think about the, the national brouhaha going on right now because parents actually don't want their six-year-old children to be taught about all kinds of sexual activities. My point is, they want your children. And how these people have painted themselves as compassionate. They've, they just did, there was an article last week or two weeks ago, an 11-year-old girl that because of the condition they found her in, an illegal immigrant across that southern border, they take her to a clinic, they found 22 different semen samples inside of her. And a semen sample only lasts about 24 hours. So tell me how having a wide open border and allowing these people to operate is compassionate. Whatever country, whatever village, she was safer there than traveling a thousand miles and being used. See, you, you, you know, in other words, what you think is compassion, people are just, they just don't, they're just, they just don't understand. And, and a lot of it is you've gone to your fancy church, see your fancy church with your fancy preacher, and he wears a robe, and he's got a collar bound backwards, and, and he has taught you erroneously that man is inherently good. Man is not inherently good. Man has fallen, and Adam didn't have a moral right to do so, but he had a legal right to do so, and he sold us out, and that miserable seed of Adam is in every one of us, and man is not inherently good. Man is inherently evil, and that's why you can't let just Tom, Dick, or Harry babysit your children. Amen. See? The battle is a spiritual battle. And people seem to be clueless 
that these are not, you know, this is not just some poor misguided person. No, 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 no. I mean, just go online and search, you know, Disney employee arrested. Article after article after article after article after article. Is it chance? Is it coincidence that they hire these people? He's pushing me, but I'm going to stop because I don't want to hurt church attendance. (laughs) So our combat is not against flesh and blood. You got, man, you got to understand that he who stands firm to the end shall be saved. I come through here yesterday and they were having some kind of a rally. They're all beautiful. They're beautiful. All kinds of different colors. Little boys, little girls. That's all there is. Amen. And, uh, and, and, you know, they're just wonderful. And they deserve to be left alone. And have a childhood. Because they're going to have to deal with adult stuff later. They, they don't need to be confronted kind of a sick you know what wants to teach a six-year-old about all kinds of sex stuff you'll be put to death forever so these principalities and powers have all been conquered see that's the shame of it they're running everything but they've all been conquered and you are eternally set free principalities and powers Principalities and powers are eternally defeated, whipped, and conquered. You get your liberty by remembering these words and then acting accordingly. You simply refuse to stay in bondage. You just don't let the devil run you. Satan knows he is whipped, but he doesn't want you to know it. Say it out loud. Tell your neighbor, Satan is whipped, but he doesn't want you to know it. Tell the neighbor on the other side, Satan is whipped, but he doesn't want you to know it. He wants to keep you in ignorance of it. That's what, that's what fact-checking is about. There's boys and girls. Fact check. That's what, I mean, I'm serious. It's amazing. Revelation 12, 11 says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So we are their masters and we conquer them with words. Now let me end with an example. Let's go to Matthew 4. Matthew 4, verse 1, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, which tells you he didn't do a Daniel fast. Because <laughs> if it was a, a Daniel fast, which there is no such thing as a Daniel fast, there is a Daniel diet, but there's no such thing as a Daniel fast. But anyway, so listen, if you're fasting and you gain weight, you're not doing it right. <laughs> if you're fasting and you're not hungry, you're not doing it right. Because, say it out loud. Jesus fasted, Jesus fasted and Jesus was hungry. Jesus now, I'm not telling you to fast. We're in the New Testament. You realize, right? Matthew 4 is Old Testament. Everything before the coming of the Holy Spirit to the upper room, is old. it may not be Old Testament, but it's Old Covenant. 
Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't fast. What I'm saying is, you fast as led by the Lord. Don't let somebody else tell you to fast. And you are to have faith in the Word of God. You are not to have faith in fasting. But he fasted, and he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, so how did Satan operate? Talk to me, how, how did Satan operate? Talk to me, people. How did Satan operate? He said. He, he operates by words. And, and yet, <laughs> we can do a series on confession and people think, you know, Pastor Ben, he out there, you know, words don't matter. Words matter. It's really sad. I mean, it's sad. If you haven't seen the video, it's sad. Yesterday, one guy, the current president, and then the last two, two presidents ago, eloquent, a master of communication. Words matter. Words matter. And so even when he was dealing with the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan came with words. How, how did, I mean, picture it, picture it, picture it. What, whatever you think the ultimate guy looks like, Adam had to be 10 times that. And then forget about that. Oh my gosh, whatever you, th in your mind, you picture the ultimate woman, Eve had to be 10 times that. And they're there, <clears throat> they're happy, they're healthy, they're in the garden. I mean, and they get talked right out of it. Words matter. And who you listen to matters. Actually, who you listen to determines how your life's going to turn out. So he says, if you, the, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, I think, my theory is, my opinion is, let me tell you how I've got that figured out. Is that what he said? Jesus said, Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If... You are the son of God. You see how he, he questions what you should know is truth. That's the game, baby. Is it, is it day nine? Is it day nine? A, a baby's heart beats in the womb. But they, they don't want you to believe that it's a baby, that it's just some glob of tissue until the day of birth. But in California, they're trying to pass a law that a baby can be killed by its mother up to seven days after birth. Oh, I don't like this one, you know, like putting down a squirrel. I'm serious. You think I'm making this up? Look it up. Seven days. Seven days. See, in other words, and it's all, modern man is nothing but a house of cards built on lie upon lie upon lie and, and they turn it all into a cult belief. If you disagree with them, they lose their minds. 
Because it's a cult belief. It's just one cult after the other. And they keep inventing cults. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. Tell your neighbor, Satan knows the Bible and Satan can quote scripture. Tell the neighbor on the other side, Satan knows the Bible and Satan can quote scripture. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, well, I think... This is my theory. This is my opinion. My Facebook buddy says. Or how about this one? I actually had a man tell me this once. Tell your neighbor, this is going to be brutal. I actually had a man tell me once. I don't have to tithe. My wife told me I don't. Well, I hope that guy's wife has a nice heaven. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Now listen, all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now, how could Satan have offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world if they did not belong to Satan? You think God's running Austin? You think God's running Washington, D.C.? What did the apostle call, call Satan? The God, little G-O-D, the God of this world. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. So he quotes the word, not theories, not ideas, not opinions, not what mama said, not what the wife said. He quotes the word to the devil. Now why, if Jesus, the Son of God, had to quote the word of God to the devil three times to get rid of the devil, why would you think as simply a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not going to have to quote the word to the devil to get rid of the devil? And then he caps it off by saying, this is actually a word of command, away from me, Satan, for it is written. And then the devil left him. Actually, when, when, when Paul writes, I didn't bring the reference, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That word flee in the Greek means to run as if in terror. He's not afraid of you. He's not afraid of me. He's afraid of the name because Jesus conquered him once and for all of eternity 2,000 years ago. But what if you never attended a church like Faith Christian Center where you are taught your rights in Christ? What if Satan comes to you or to your wife or to your teenage son or your teenage daughter and you never attended a church like Faith Christian Center where you are taught your rights in Christ, then you know what happens? Satan kicks your butt. I'm sorry, but that's what happens. Precious lady in the Lord came up to us Sunday. It's really sweet. One of our most senior citizens and uh, came to us from a Pentecostal background, Pentecostal church. 
I don't know how they found us. And uh, she came up to us Sunday, and she was so proud of herself. And she said, Pastor, you know, last night I was having these symptoms, and she was describing these symptoms. And she said, but, but I'm learning, and I'm paying attention. She said, I just put my hand on my heart, and I spoke to those symptoms in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and I commanded them to stop and to leave me and she said you know what she was like so proud and excited and surprised she said those symptoms went away Amen. see in other words she's learning Amen. even a senior citizen Amen. you don't have to take it Amen. you can speak to it Amen, Amen. Or what if you never attended a church like Faith Christian Center and you don't know you can command Satan to leave your presence? Because what did Jesus say? Away from me, Satan. What if you never attended a church like Faith Christian Center and you don't know your rights in Christ and you don't know that you have authority in the name of Jesus and you don't know that you can tell Satan to leave your presence? Well, you know what happens? Satan kicks your backside. Or what if you never bothered? How about this one? You never bothered to memorize three scriptures that cover your case. Which is hard to do. Austin went to a minister's conference. Famous, famous people. I could mention the name. Everybody know the name. And they actually taught that one half of one verse will do for a sermon. Well, that's interesting that one half of one verse will do for a sermon when it took Jesus three whole verses to get rid of the devil. Amen. So, you know, it's like they just did a study in ivermectin, which could get this uh, thrown off. Uh, we won't mention the name of the outfit. Uh, and, you know, the big, the big news two weeks ago was it doesn't work. Well, Peter McCullough, uh, MD in Dallas, says, well, of course it doesn't work because when we prescribe it, we prescribe 600 milligrams a day, and in the study, they prescribe 33 milligrams a day. So guess what? Doesn't work. And your, third, your half a verse ain't going to cut it either. Well, I went to church, and, and all this bad stuff happened. Your dosage was too low. You didn't have the Dr. Gene 600 milligrams a day. Your dosage was too low. Not enough word will kill you. Tell your neighbor. I think he likes the Bible. <laughs> Tell the neighbor on the other side, I think this is a Bible guy. <laughs> because look, if you're here to hear my opinion, well then who's the bigger fool? The fool or the fool following the fool? Because my opinion is no more valuable than anybody else's opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. That's not what's going to save our souls from hell. It's not what's going to heal our bodies. It's not what's going to set us free from whatever is afflicting us. The only thing that we have to shout from the housetops that will save and heal and set free and deliver is the word that has come from the mouth of our Father God. And that's what Jesus told the devil. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Smith Wigglesworth, 
the greatest healing evangelist of the 19th century, used to say that your average Christian eats three hot meals a day, but when it comes to spiritual food, they get one cold snack a week. And they wonder why they're weak. Yeah. So you're sitting in the 600 milligram house. Man, we're just giving it to you. Amen. Because it'll change your life. Now, let me wrap up with this. Jesus cast out demons with words. Jesus healed the sick with words. Jesus calmed the storms and the waves with words. And Jesus gave us the ability to use words. Watch it now. His words. And Jesus gave us the authority to use his name. And his name. And his word is what has authority, not just in heaven, but right here on planet Earth. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-561. 3400 or send an email to info at Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.